everyone. Welcome back to the Beef Up Front Podcast. This is your host, Ryan Coyle. And tonight I'm joined alongside Brendan O'Donnell and Connor McDermott in an NBA Return to Action preview podcast. Uh, this is a special show as we're conducting this in person. So it'll be it'll be fun to see how this goes. Uh, Brendan, how you doing? I'm, I'm good, Ryan. Thanks for having me on. Um, I'm just excited to talk about some basketball. How about you, Connor? How you been? Yeah, man, just like Brandon said, excited to be back on the pod, you know, ready for the return. Well, I'm excited to have you guys back. Uh, you guys, other than our first podcast ever, this duo produced the most most listens for Beef Up Front so far, so I'm excited to get you guys back on and talk some more hoops. Uh, the first topic that we're going to discuss f- for the show tonight is the three players we're most interested to see uh we each picked three guys and there was no repeats in this selection that was just part of the part of the rules for this segment so i'm gonna go to you brennan first who's one of the uh three players you're most excited to see as we begin this nba restart okay well um so i don't know if this is like a violation but i put two players in the one because i felt they're a lot similar um I th- I'm very interested to see J.R. Smith and Dion Waiters just because they're both guys that have had some off-the-court issues, um, but in the in the preseason they've been playing really well for the Lakers. It's J.R. Smith and Dion Waiters. I'm just very interested to see how they can return and if they could help a contender. Um, I think they had 38 points combined in one of the preseason games, and I believe they asked Frank Vogel if they could be a part of the uh, the rotation going into the playoffs, and he said that preseason game really led them to... <laughs> led them to believe that they could be a factor. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I think it's I think that's an interesting duo to pick because I feel like they've had... I mean, they're both new additions to the team. They haven't... Neither of them has played a regular season game yet with the Lakers, but I feel like over the past, like, two years at least, they've both had... They're they're both more known for their uh, faults than like positive. Like yeah. they're memes. Yeah, they're with Jr. Memes. Like in the finals, and there was Jr. beating up that kid in the street after breaking his like car window <laughs> yeah. or something. Dion getting dumb fried off, off that gummy. Yeah. Yeah. On the airplane. So I mean, and the Lakers are gonna be counting on those guys for big minutes I think going forward to get some buckets in the playoffs people forget that like in game 7 in 2016 I think the um, Cavs were down like 7 at half and JR came out in the second half and hit like two threes got him right back into the game like if he's hitting timely threes he can really help that team and I believe I'm pretty sure the Cavs traded Deion Waiters for J.R. Smith back yeah Yeah. I think that might be because Deion was the fourth pick in that one draft and but They're just very interesting players. I'm yeah, to see them. Yeah, definitely fits into the interesting to see category. Both have history with LeBron as well. So yeah, Connor, you got uh, want to talk to one of your guys? Yeah, um, I'll start off the player I'm most excited to see. It's uh, Philly's own Ben Simmons. Um, I'm excited to see how he performs at the four spot. I know they they kind of put him down low and let him run off ball before in the playoffs, but. I hope he comes out aggressive like he was before the shutdown and, you know, everybody's talking about the jumper. I'm not expecting him to come out and take two or three threes a night, but I'm let it fly here and there and make them respect it a little bit and see how that goes. So, yeah, he's who I'm starting off with, the most, who I'm most excited to see. Yeah, I definitely hope, I mean, I mean, especially as a, Phillies, a Philly fan, but 
more so just a basketball fan. I mean, we saw him in the preseason before, like, the real regular season started this year, uh, shooting some threes. But once we got to the season, it didn't really carry over much. Uh, and then the first game, he, he shot two threes, but since then he hasn't attempted any, I believe. So it's what it's and it's weird because he made one of them, and they both looked like they were good shots. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see the move to the four for him and kind of what he brings out of the break, especially coming off that injury. I mean, we've seen him mm-hmm. in scrimmage action a few times, but I saw something the real that game's he, different. Sorry, um, I saw that he like was seeing a sports psychologist about yeah. the mental aspect of. Him shooting, mm-hmm. so I, th- I really think his main thing is just staying aggressive yeah. on offense. I mean, yeah. we all know he's an elite defender, so if he can stay confident and aggressive on offense. I think he's going to be one of the best players in the bubble potentially. I mean, if he if he he doesn't even have to make them. If he shoots two threes a night, and if it's like a wide open like catch and shoot in the corner off a driving dish from someone, yeah. that's going to make at least teams respect him out there. I mean, they might not even close out hard. But, I mean, we he's got decent-looking form, a mm-hmm. decent-looking shot. I mean, I think he's capable of knocking it down if, if he just trusts himself at the end of the day. Yep, I agree. Uh, so I'll touch on one of the guys I, I'm most interested to see. I mean, this is one of the more obvious picks, but I took Zion Williamson, uh, one of the big headlines so far since the NBA's kind of returned to action with practices and the scrimmages and whatnot is – Zion left the bubble. Uh, he was out out of it for eight days, and he for a family emergency. Uh, he's back in it now. He's he'll be a game time decision for the opening game. But I mean, we've seen pictures of him. Uh, it looks like he really stayed in shape over the quarantine. He looks absolutely ripped. Uh, the NBA pretty much gave the Pelicans a chance that Zion can lead them to the playoffs. So we'll see. Uh, it'll be really cool to see LeBron versus Zion potentially in that 1-8 matchup in the first round. Uh, I mean, obviously LeBron, one of the greatest players of all time. Uh, you have Zion, who is coming up as one of the next potential superstars in the league. So, I mean, I was never the biggest fan of his, but he really impressed me in his limited action so far in the NBA. Uh, just a human highlight reel. What did he do in the layoff, though, to expand his game? That'll be interesting to see. Did he work on his outside shot, which was the only real question mark to his game? Uh, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what he can do. I mean, he's got the eight regular season games, uh, and then if he gets within, I, f- I think it's like four games of the eight seed, then they go into that play that playing round. So he really has a chance to lead them to the playoffs and be a special player for them. So. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what Zion brings to the table during this uh, post quarantine NBA action. Yeah, I mean he's one of the most exciting players to watch. Like you said, if he comes back in shape, we haven't seen him in shape in an NBA game yet, so yeah. I'd be really interested to see that. And um, if he can knock down the jumper, like it's just a level. I mean that debut he made, he hit like five threes. I'm pretty sure four threes. He wanted like a personal 17 point run, which is amazing to watch. He's just, so. he's just must watch TV. Yeah. yeah. Brendan, you want to hit on your uh, second guy to watch for? Um, this is this is a guy that um, I feel like his team has flown under the radar this entire year. Um, Chris Paul has led the Thunder to a forty and twenty four record, and they don't have a, a great roster compared to a lot of other teams. But I I feel like it'll be interesting to see if he can lead the Thunder to maybe a first round upset. Um, I'm just really interested. Interested to see 
um, that backcourt and Chris Paul and Shea Gilgis. Um, so we'll see if they can pull it off. Yeah, I mean, Chris Paul is definitely a guy who Hall of Fame resume, but his playoff success has held him back uh, before. We'll see what he can do with this young, young and upcoming Thunder team. I I was very surprised to see that they're forty and twenty four as well. I feel like that's definitely yeah. something that's not talked about, especially after the trade of Paul George away in the off season. I mean, yeah. it kind of felt like they were maybe or and uh, Russell Westbrook. I forgot yeah. too. Yeah, I didn't exactly. mention, it. but they it felt like they were really retooling that whole roster. And but here they are, forty and twenty four, competing for a, a playoff spot. That, I, it goes I, to show how good Billy Donovan is as a coach as well. Yeah, I just thought like it was kind of, not it was like a shot to him, but they obviously felt like they were better. The Rockets were better off with Russell Westbrook, so it's it's been good to see how he's been leading that team and leading to him a good record when no one really expected. Yeah, a lot of people thought he went there to and just like yeah, die, exactly, basically. yeah, exactly. And he, me included, and he has proved me wrong. And that team is very impressive. I thought for sure that he was a. Uh, they were going to find a way to like buy him out or something where he yeah. could go yeah. to like a title contender. Yeah. But I mean, he's got he's got the Thunder in position to maybe make some noise in the playoffs, but I'll rip off my second guy of of the players I'm most interested to see. Uh definitely one of the up and coming superstars in the league in Luka Doncic. Uh this will be his first taste of the playoffs. Uh we we've seen over his 2 years in the NBA now that he's a very dynamic player, high-level guy who can Score. He can distribute. He can handle. And at a six five, six six, six seven, I'm not sure his exact height, but very tall for a guard. Uh, he could be one of the best players in the league going forward. Just kind of like the guy I talked about earlier in Zion. We could be seeing that that next wave of young superstars. So I'm looking to see uh, how he can lead a team through the the challenging times of the playoffs. And with everything in the world going on, that's different. I mean, being in this NBA bubble. It's definitely not the same for basketball players, but Luca's been a professional since he was 16 years old. Uh, he's played, he won the Euro Cup or whatever it is with Real Madrid overseas. Uh, he was MVP as a teenager, so he's he's played at a very high level before. I'm interested to see what he can do in the NBA. And a stat that really flies under the radar, I think, is that the Mavericks actually had the NBA's highest rated offense of all time in the regular season this year so we'll see if that offense can carry over to the playoffs and I think maybe that's a team where if they find their way up to the sixth seed they could find a way to maybe upset in the first round and and, and make them uh, make a bit of a run in the playoffs so I'm definitely interested to see Luka and what he can do going forward I um obviously we knew that Luka is like a complete player he can do it all he can score he can pass I didn't realize he was literally averaging 29 points yeah like I just that's crazy everybody yeah everybody had him labeled as a top 10 player coming into the season and I was like let's not jump the gun with this kid like I mean he was good last year but I was like all right what are they what are they talking about and I mean he shut me up he is in my top 10 without a doubt now yeah I mean um, he is 21 years old doing what he's doing he's an MVP type guy yeah oh yeah he's definitely gonna bring one home before he's all said and done. I mean, he's just getting started. Yeah. But um, I'll go into my second player. Um, you know, this guy is not a personal favorite of mine, but <laughs> Nikola jo- uh, Jokic. It's uh, like Joel's rival. Kind yeah, of. yeah. But um, you know, it looks like he lost a lot of weight coming into the the cor- uh, coming out of the quarantine, and he looks like 
I mean, he's running the point in the preseason game. That line that they put out was insane. But do you think they'll start with that? I don't think no, because Gary Harris and Jamal, Jamal Murray, will be back. Yeah. yeah, they'll be back. But I mean, that like they, I mean, they could put that line what up I'm on saying the floor. Is, do you think they'll use that? They could. Yeah, they very exactly. well could. Yeah. And uh, but no, I'm really excited to see him play. And you know, I still have him labeled as a number two center in my opinion. But maybe he'll prove me wrong. And uh, he's a fun player to watch because he can run the one, he can run any position on the floor, and. I think it's so. always really cool when a big guy is that good at distributing the ball. Yeah. Like that's that's rare, and he's probably the best of them. So, well, before we move on to our uh, third guy, each of this, what are your guys' thoughts on Bull Bull so far? I mean, he's been really the talk of the scrimmages. Uh, a highly touted guy coming out of high school, barely played at Oregon because of injury, but he's really lit it up in. Uh, yeah in these preseason games. What are you guys' I, thoughts on I that? saw a quote from uh, Redick. He uh, he was in the corner. He pump fakes, took one dribble. I think Bobo <laughs> was, like, at the basket, and he blocked a shot, and JJ was like, like yeah. I have no idea how he got How the hell this dude block my shot? Yeah. I'll be surprised if he performs well in the playoffs, but I think he could be a do good th- player down the road. Do you road. think he'll get playing meaningful time. minutes? I, mean, I they're, would. They're playing I, him a lot. Like, yeah, like I don't know. I it's guess, like early. With, it's not like the, he's doing all this in like the fourth quarter. With the guys out with the bench guys and stuff. Is Michael Porter Jr. healthy? Yeah. Has he been playing? Uh, he played like a bunch the other day. I saw some highlights, but that's another player I like. Yeah, the like. Nuggets are taking chances on these high level, yeah. high talent guys that I wish have the had injuries concerns. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, anyone over Zaire Smith yeah, at this point. God. And and Mikel Bridges had 20 points in 19 yeah. minutes last night. That's an honor to us. I mean, the local kid we just trade away on draft. Yeah. But his uh, mom works for the Sixers. Yeah, yeah. Spent, mom, uh, works mom. mom works yeah. for the Sixers. Mom works for the Sixers. Yeah, he works for the Sixers. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, we have one more player each for this segment. Uh, Connor, you want to finish this off with your uh, third guy? Yeah, I'll go again. Um, so, my third guy is my GOAT, uh, my favorite player, LeBron James. I mean, you give this guy basically an offseason before the playoffs, I think he's going to come back a different beast. He's got the great tint to the beard. I think it looks sick. I think he's just going to dominate the postseason. He'll probably coast to the end of the regular season because, I mean, the MVP isn't really up for debate anymore. They're only counting the first. Yeah. The voting so, is like happening like yeah. now or like already has happened. So yeah, they almost got the uh, one seed locked up. So he'll probably coast through it, you know, get his feet back under him. But come playoff time, I think we're gonna see that zero dark thirty mood to a different level down there in the bubble. It's it's interesting because every year they always talk about like is LeBron gonna hold up because of how many minutes he plays, mm-hmm. and this is he hasn't played. So. Literally had an off season yeah. before yeah. the playoffs. So it's just will he go zero dark thirty mode? That's a yes, good question. A hundred percent. Can you FaceTime the family in Zero Dark Thirty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah. Um, he will. He good. will be for the first playoff game. Yeah. Always has. It's always one of my favorite tweets. Yeah. Brendan yeah. always refers to it. Before our intramural playoff game, he said, "Yeah, on Zero Dark Thirty mode." Yep. But how about when he loses to Zion in the first round? Will that <laughs> yeah. affect his legacy? See, now if they play the Blazers <laughs> in the first round, that'd be an interesting series. Well, I mean, anybody, we'll touch anybody. on that. We'll touch yeah. on that in our next segment. Uh, Brennan, you want to hit on your your third guy? So uh, I'm like Connor. I'm gonna my third guy is very well known. It's our guy Joel. Um, the entire quarantine or whatever, we everyone was wondering: Is Joel in shape? Is he working out? Is he staying healthy? Um, 
he looks all right in the the preseason games. He hasn't played a ton, obviously, because it's preseason. There's... Only played the one. He sat out the other two. For yeah, yeah. God I mean, knows but, why. But I I don't know. I just think there's really no point. So yeah, got to get back in game shape. Well, hopefully they're not doing it because he's been working out and he's ready. So yeah. we'll see. Um, we need Joel to take. He needs to be our best be, player. Yeah, be the best player. Be dominant in the post. He was taking a lot of threes in the first game, which is fine. Yeah. I like it, but we don't need another game four Raptors collapse. Uh, exactly. Um, you never know what Joel you're going to get, so yeah. that's why any given night with him. That's about. That's why it's very interesting to see. So, I think it's. I think with him, the bubble might benefit him more than any other player, as long as he like stays in it, doesn't go outside and do anything stupid. Because he's constantly under watch. He's constant. They're constantly giving him food. It's not like he's. <laughs> it's kind of just like college, like all yeah. over again. Like you're like basically stuck in a place where like people are telling you what to do constantly, like feeding you. Like you're on strict schedule. Like he's gotta. And I mean, if he follows all these protocols, he's gotta be in the best shape of his NBA career. I would think. Yeah, I agree there. Very excited for the big JoJo. But my uh, my last guy before we move on to our next segment uh, of our three most players we're interested to see my third guy is James Harden. Uh, the main question I have with him is he in shape? I mean, there was a lot of rumors that he was throwing parties at like houses in Arizona. He's known to be kind of a chubby guy over time, but I mean, the most prolific scorer in the NBA currently. I saw a stat today or a picture, yeah. I think it was like 10 categories that points per game, total points, field goals made, field goal attempts, three-point made, three-point attempts, free throw made, free throw attempts, and point off turnovers. <laughs> he's first in the NBA in every single one of those categories. So he's going to go down. I mean, at the end of his career, he's going to go down as an all-time great, one of the just the best scorers ever. I just don't think he's appreciated that much just because of his style of play. A lot of the old heads don't like the dribble, dribble, shoot. They prefer the ball movement. But this dude will – it just amazes me. Like, I feel like he creates barely any separation on these crossovers and step backs. And just dudes are in his jersey pretty much, and he's hitting threes in their face. But, I mean, we've seen – the thing with him is kind of like, like what you guys were saying about LeBron. Can he hold up in the playoffs with all the minutes he plays? James Harden is playing all these minutes, shooting all these balls, but now he had a few months off. He's got his uh, legs rested, so he'll be fully healthy. He'll be uh, fully rested, ready to play 40 minutes a night in these playoff games. Can he get over that hump in the playoffs? That's the one thing with him. He hasn't found a way. I mean, even with Chris Paul, now he's alongside Russell Westbrook. It'll definitely be interesting to see. I mean, such a fun guy to watch. He can score at will. Uh, I'm just really intrigued to watch him and see what see what this Rockets team can do, especially with the small ball lineup that they're looking to throw out there with 6'5", P.J. Tucker playing uh, the center spot for them. Um, people, you sorry, um, people, yeah, people always say that he doesn't produce well in the playoffs, but they were the closest to beating that... Warriors. Most dominant Warriors team out of anyone. They were Chris, Chris Paul games. hamstring away. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna touch on it a little later because I'm gonna talk about the Rockets later. But you never know; they could have beat that dominant team, and the whole Warriors dynasty could be a lot different if Chris yeah. Paul doesn't get injured. 100% agree there. 
Our next segment is uh, the team you're most interested to see out of this quarantine. And before we get into that, some good news came from the NBA and the NBA PA today that the second round of uh, coronavirus testing, zero positive tests came back. So I th- it was like zero out of 364, like yeah. yeah. But the kind of scary thing is that you have some late additions to the bubble, uh, some guys who have left the bubble and came back, so you're hoping they didn't pick it up along the way. Maybe a Magic City, who knows where they're Yeah, going. there's definitely going to be a strip club, something like that. We but cannot let this bubble burst. Yeah. It was just, what was it for? Just wings or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it was just wings, not not throwing dollar bills. It was just for the wings. <laughs> there's also going to be a lot more, I feel like there's going to be a lot more media, and I don't know. Yeah. Well, the thing with the media is they've been in there. They had to do their own like quarantine at some at some spot. Then they got into the bubble, had to do another quarantine before they could be with the action. Yep. So those so, guys can't be those guys can't leave the bubble either. Like the okay. main guys, like Chris Haynes. Uh, what about Lowe's the food might be in people? There. Like the food yeah, service people. I, I don't know. No, it's just so like there's there has to be so many workers that yeah. are they like I don't. Uh, are they all in the bubble right now? Or is that, it's just I'm not sure. It's yeah. yeah it's just the a biggest lot of... the biggest thing is as long as none of the players or coaches, the players, the people that you're up close interacting with yeah, every yeah, day exactly. are contracting the virus. I, I mean, knock on wood. I don't think that they'll be able to get it. Mm-hmm. But, guess... along, but along with this positive news, we did have some uh, unfortunate news earlier in the day. Yeah. Uh, uh, Colorado yeah. State football has paused. Voluntary football workouts after eight positive tests. That's just heartbreaking. Damn shame. That's a damn. I've been following those Rams for years. Um, I hope they're all. They're, they're all. Yeah, I, I don't even want to talk about it. Um, can we just, can we just move on? on to the teams? Yeah. Speech, speechless. I'm going to continue the Rockets path that we were on. Yeah, well. yeah. Right. So the uh, our next segment is team you're most interested to see. Obviously, it won't be Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> but all jokes aside, Connor, you wanna you wanna talk about the team you're most interested to see going forward? Yeah, man. Um, like we were just talking about the Houston Rockets. Um, you know, I think people are sleeping on them. They are they are the five seed. Um, I think they they have the same record as the Thunder. Which would be an interesting, interesting first-round game with the return of Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook. But, um, you know, I mean, I think Russell Westbrook personally, to me, is an upgrade um, on Chris Paul. But a lot of people will disagree with that. But, yeah, I'm very excited to see, like, how the small ball lineup works, as they were saying. You know, with P.J. Tucker at the five, I think Covington at the four. Um, I forgot about Roko. Yeah, down Roko down, down there. I feel like he only played... A few games. Yeah, a few games before. Yeah. Um, um, but no, I'm excited to see if that small ball lineup works in this NBA. So um, if they can finally get it out of the West and, you know, if they hit their shots on the stretch, that's their problem. Um, they, they're known for their collapses late in series. So, What seed are the Rockets as of now? They're, ta- they're, they're the five before the Thunder, I'm pretty sure. So they have okay. the same record. So, yeah, that you said, like, epic collapses. That, uh... The game seven where Chris Paul was injured, how many? It was like thirty some threes. How many threes did they miss in a row? It was like I think it was thirty. And it, and it wasn't a it wasn't a blowout. It was a close game. If they make two or three, like they, honestly, they missed. It's crazy. Twenty seven threes in a row. Twenty seven threes in a row. I've never seen it. It's. I can't get Colorado State off. My <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, I guess Brendan. 
Yeah. Um, well, I just wanted to, before we go on, what would you guys think if Rockets found a way to match up first round after the seeding games and everything with the Nuggets? And the Nuggets throw out that <laughs> that all big starting five, wow. and you got the Rockets playing six five and under. Now that's just who would you who would you take? I'm taking the small ball lineup. I think they would just beat him down the court yeah. every time and get up those threes. It's I mean, basically what me and Connor go through in the rack. Yeah, at Westchester. This is all battles every day, and you know we always find a way to win in that. We, <laughs> we just we just take a lot of threes when we're playing big players. Yeah. That's what the Rockets are gonna have to do. Yeah. Brennan, you want to touch on uh, team you're most interested in? Yeah, so I, talk, I talked about a little when I was talking about uh, Chris Paul, but I'm very interested to see OKC. I, I'm, I'm very excited to see their first-round matchup. Shea uh, Gilgis-Alexander is one of my favorite players to watch now. I love his game. Um, I, I, I feel like he, Chris Paul, is going to be kind of a passing of the torch. Um, I feel like he's going to be the, the point guard of the future. Um, also, I just feel like this team has like nothing to lose. No one expected anything of yeah. them. Um, who are they? Who do you think they'll? Who will be the three seed? Well, right now they're in the four. So they yeah, I think the, the Nuggets are the now. three, right? Yeah. So Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Thunder, Thunder Rockets, Rockets um, Pace, Ma- or Jazz, Jazz, Mavs, and then okay. right now it's Grizzlies. Grizzlies. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like they could they could definitely surprise. A bunch of people in their first round. Um, yeah, so nothing that, to lose for them. They they, they were a projected n- lottery team, so yeah, you know, they're good. they're gonna go out there and hoop. The okay. thing the thing is with them, I think I I almost feel like they want to lose a few games, maybe get that six seed. That's what that's where what you could I potentially thought. match up against the Nuggets. Yeah, I feel like if you won that first round series, uh, you'd have a better chance in the round two. I feel like. If this team rolled up against LA or the Lakers, that they would get rolled. Yeah, I'm. I'm not saying that I think they could beat the Lakers or anything like that. But a yeah. lot of the times in the first round, there's a lot of blowouts, like with uh, just because there's a lot of dominant dominant teams. But I feel like they could have a great first round series and just be good TV. Yeah, I saw. I heard a stat the other day, and yeah, here it is. They Thunder. If- 13 first round picks in the next seven drafts. Huh. What? So they're a four seed with that to build on. It's just crazy, crazy. to think yeah. of. Again, How many like guys, you said, by the, time, Billy Donovan. by the time by the time they're good, like uh, back to where kind of KD and Russ had them where they were competing to for titles and whatnot, how many players do you think on this current team though will, will be there? Because you really can't hang your hat on Steven Adams being there He's still younger longer. than you would think. He's probably approaching 30. I don't even think so. I think he's like 26. Really? Right, let me check. I'll fact I, I know up, he only. I, I know he came out of the draft after his freshman year, so he might be 27. 27. Okay. Shea, Shea will Shea be there. Shea is young. Yeah. That's Chris what I was Paul saying. I think will be gone though. Uh, what do you guys think about Diallo? Do you think he's any good? Like Diallo, you got Baisley, the guy who was supposed to go to Syracuse, but he like took off yeah. the year. They have a bunch of like young players, but like it'll be a big roster. I, I don't know how they're this good. Yeah, I, that that's why I wanted to talk to talk about them a lot in this yeah. podcast because they're definitely be interesting to see like what they can do. I think this is Chris Paul's last year under contract. He might have an additional year after yeah. this one, but I think it's one more year. But yeah, no, it'll be a big roster roster turnover got, by the time these picks are in. But this 
like the roster like just structure for this team is weird like because Shegel's Gilligis Alexander is 6'6", but he, he's a natural point guard. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul's a natural point guard. Schroeder. And Schroeder. Like, those are three Schroeder. point, like, just straight point guards where it's not like, all right, yeah, I can play this dude off the ball and but, just be a spot-up shooter. All these dudes are distributors. They, and they find a way to make but it. But that, that makes them super hard to guard, though. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's a definitely interesting roster structure, uh, and it'll be interesting to see what they do in the playoffs. I mean, we usually see, though, Guard play, guard play really carries teams uh, at this point of the year, and that's definitely this team's strong suit. So yeah. it'll be cool to see what they do. But my team <laughs> that I'm most interested to see uh, is the Trailblazers. It sounds weird. As of now, they're not even in the playoffs, but they have their whole team is healthy now. Nurk. Uh, I, f- I forget the dude's Nurkic. What's his first Nurkic. name? Yursef Nurkic. Yursef Nurkic. They're like starting center from the past few years after he had that traumatic leg snap injury. is is finally back. He's healthy. Zach Collins, a young big man uh, who's part of the rotation for these guys. He's back and healthy now out of Gonzaga. He's a good player. Uh, and you got Damon and CJ McCollum. They're, they're fully healthy, fully rested. They're ready to go. And we've seen this team give uh, people trouble in the playoffs over the years. Yeah. Uh, and they're they're going to be competing for that eight seed. The the seven the top seven teams are pretty much locked in. I, the, I don't think there's any way the Mavericks, unless they li- literally lose out these eight seeding games, miss the playoffs. It's pretty much between the Blazers, the Grizzlies, and the Pelicans for. There's like the Suns and the Kings, but no one cares about them. They're not making the playoffs. Oh. It's between the Blazers, the Pelicans, and the Grizzlies it's for that playoff spot. Because my team was OKC, and that was a team that definitely overachieved during the regular season. Uh-huh. And the Blazers were a team that definitely underachieved. Under- yeah, I mean, but that makes them but scary. A yeah, scary exactly, AC. exactly. That's Especially coming off that last year where they made some noise in the playoffs, exactly. and they had the big win over, big win over the uh, Thunder with Paul George. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I'm definitely. This is like. I feel like it might be a hot take, but I'm I'm definitely not saying that they'll beat the Lakers, but I think the Blazers could give the Lakers some trouble in the first round. Steal just, a couple games. Just sure. due to the fact that they're fully healthy, there's no home court advantage, you're playing on a neutral site. And when you compare both rosters, obviously the Lakers have the best two players in LeBron and AD. And AD. But I think if you go through the rest of the a rest of the roster, the Blazers might have a lot of advantages, well, especially with Avery Bradley opting yeah. out because of family reasons. Uh, Rondo broke his thumb, I think it was. He's out for at least six weeks. So who are you going to have guarding Lillard and McCollum? Exactly. I mean, that's those are two of the most prolific guard scorers in the game currently. And Avery Bradley is your lockdown defender. Rondo is uh, still a solid defender, but he's just another guy in the backcourt that you could throw at him. It's really who's going to guard him. Are you going to have to throw LeBron on him? All right, then LeBron probably won't be as effective on offense. We've seen over the years as LeBron, I mean, he's it's unbelievable to say that he's going to his 17th year and still as dominant as he is, but he we've seen over the years that he isn't the same defender and they don't throw him on their number one or number two option as much anymore. He's kind of just a side, a side piece with the – defense so I think the Blazers are going to be an interesting team to see 
if they find a way to make the playoffs, they could give the Lakers some some trouble with their outstanding guard play. And the Lakers, I mean, who who's going to guard them? You got Danny well, Green, but J.R. Smith's an underrated defender. J.R. Smith, yeah. but J.R. Smith also he, hasn't played yeah, yeah competitive basketball over a year. This is a little bit off topic, but like with the Corona, there's been a ton of. Um, like replays and the Spurs Heat games were on a lot on NBA TV and I was just I was just watching and it, LeBron in those like I think it was five six and seven in those series he was guarding Tony Parker which is just crazy that he's I, able to I guard see, yeah guard those players which probably more likely to be on if he's guarding one of the two probably CJ well I'm not saying yeah. he's go- he's yeah, going yeah, yeah. to but like if they need it. He can do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have LeBron playing point guard, so yeah, he might have he might be forced to match up with with them, especially if they go with bigger lineups and such. Yeah, but I I think the Blazers could be a team that gives the Lakers some trouble. Definitely win at least one or two games, and mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see. Uh, as have we just seen LeBron throughout his career has really dominated the first round or two of the playoffs. And They're gonna a have lot to of win. Sweeps. At yeah, least yeah. Five or six games, right? And oh, the, yeah. Yeah. The, to make that yeah, eight it'll seed. be tough. To well, get, it's yeah. so it's you all. All they have to do is beat out the Pelicans, four games within the eight seed. To and then there's a play in yeah. round. It's like a yeah. best two out of three, I yeah. believe. So the, so the lower seed has to win twice before the other seed wins once. Yeah. So it'll it'll be interesting to see. Uh, how that West unfolds. I mean, the East is pretty much locked yeah. up, and we the Wizards are just thrown in there just for Pelican's yeah. sake, pretty much. But our next uh, topic of discussion is our Eastern Conference champion. Uh, Brandon, you want to start us off with this one? Yeah, I will. Um, so, obviously, the team that I'm going to pick, everyone's going to say biased. I honestly believe that the Sixers... Uh-oh. Are gonna come out of the East. Um, Bring hot take. Very, uh, very. Uh, I don't. Yeah, it's a Colorado hot take. It's State. definitely a hot take. Colorado State. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I just feel like stars win in the playoffs, and I feel like the Sixers have two of them. It depends what Joel we're gonna get. I'm hoping that he's ready to play. I I, I hope that Ben is in attack mode throughout the playoffs. Um, but the Sixers right before the quarantine. Did improve their supporting cast. Um, they got they got a good um, guard in Alec Burks, who's definitely better than Trey Burke and Neto, and I think he's gonna help. I think that Matisse, although he's although he's third. the big vlogger now, is one of, one of the best perimeter defenders, even as a rookie. Um, but I'm just really excited to see this team. I I. I they were 27 and 2 at home and i feel like obviously they have a terrible road record but in this bubble i don't know i just feel like they're they're definitely going to they they play well in big games and i feel like in the playoffs they're going to be playing good teams they're going to be ready they're going to be focused that's and one of the things i'm interested to see though when you're saying 27 2 at home do you think the neutral site game helps or hurts them more <sighs> It's tough to baby. I think it's, you have to say super it debatable. Helps. Yeah. I yeah. Because of how bad they are on the road. Yeah. It evens it out kind of where yeah. you're I, not playing at that much of a disadvantage, and then it comes down to kind of 
talent. Who's the better but team? Basically, what I'm saying is they've waited a long time to play. I feel like they're excited. I, when you're playing a, a road game in Atlanta, I think Joel, I think other guys. Magic City. Exactly. Yeah. I, I just don't think they were always getting up mentally prepared, getting yeah. up for games. But they've waited a long time. I think they're ready. The, the team chemistry looks out of this world. Yeah, speaking the of Matisse. They're, they they look a, like a lot more ex- like when you saw when Ben hit that three in that first scrimmage how excited uh, everyone was. Not even Ben when um Norvell uh, Pell hit that yeah. three. They oh, were, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. They the just shot clock. and it, did you see they're they, doing they that little foul shot. Yeah. Yeah. Which Al Horford <laughs> messed up. Yeah, it's, it course, seems like it seems like Tobias it. Harris is at at the center yeah. point of all this chemistry stuff. Yeah. It, Glenn Robinson said he was the one keeping the team together the most. And, yeah. Like, Tobias was the one keeping the team together uh, the I thought you, Yeah, I thought you were saying Glenn. And, but, uh, and they're not... Quarantine. Tobias they're not, just seems like a, like a real outgoing... He just yeah. seems like a fun dude. They're not finding their way out to Denver and going to those Colorado State parties, so <laughs> they're going to be locked in. They're going to be laser-focused. Uh, but with that being said, I'll touch on my Eastern Conference champ. Um, I hate to say it, right? I, I hate to say it, but I just think you have to pick the Bucks. Uh, I'm not a believer in them. I've never been a believer, and I will never be a believer until Giannis finds a way to win the title. But I just think you're putting a gun to my head and saying, I'll kill you if you don't get the, this Eastern Conference champ right. That's a, that's a little... That's a little. I'm it's picking the Milwaukee Bucks. No, this is life or death for me. This is my life. Uh, if the Celtics and Sixers uh, match up in the first round in like the 6-3 series and Celtics find a way to win that, or even the Sixers, I'll give the Sixers a chance still. I think I could see the Celtics beating the Raptors and then uh, finding a way to beat the Bucks. I just think the Celtics are a really well-coached team, but... I just feel like you have to pick the Bucks as your favorite. I mean, we'll get into our dark horse team a little bit later, but I have the Bucks. Uh, Giannis, Giannis is just not built for the playoffs, though. In my mind, I feel like this is just me saying why I don't feel like the Bucks a win. But <laughs> but there's no like when you look at the Western Conference, you you can debate several teams that you think can make it I feel like with like the Lakers the Clippers if the Rockets play well enough they could uh there's a few teams that you could go back and forth with but I feel like in the east there's just as good as they've been in the regular season I mean people can say the regular season doesn't matter but they've been the most dominant team in the east eastern conference the past two years but we'll we'll see I I mean I don't feel I don't feel confident but I feel like I gotta pick them I can't pick the Sixers if, if I had to pick a second team I'd probably pick the Celtics um, seriously I, I just think that with their coaching staff and they have guys who've who've been there in the playoffs before who've played in big games they have a lot of talent I I know it's only one game I just always think about that Christmas Day game when the Sixers yeah. just dominated them. I, yeah. I'm definitely uh, going to talk about that a lot uh, later when yeah. I talk about right. something else, but Connor, you want to you wanna touch on your Eastern f- Conference favorite? Yeah, just um, agreeing with Brendan here, I'm going with the, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, like he said. No bias. Might come off a little biased, but no bias. you know, it's just bringing up the even the Christmas Day game. They're built 
to beat the Bucks, yeah. and they're built for the playoffs defensively. And I think the way if if they can get in a rhythm and just like come together, like we said, they look like their um, team chemistry is like through the roof right now. If they can come together all as one. I think they have the best chance coming out of the East. Um, I've locked in a few bets regarding them coming out of the East. So the East. So I'm putting my uh, money where my mouth we, is. We here. don't. We don't. We don't bet on games. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I'm this a, I'm is a, an over twenty one podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's all legal. It's all through FanDuel. Um, but no, I, I <laughs> yeah, I got my Sixers coming out of the East, and you know they're starting Shake Milton now. Um, I'm hoping he can thrive in that role and just like play his game, and don't let the big lights, you know, with all those fans down in the bubble, get to him. Yeah. But um, I don't know if he can come in and knock down shots like he's supposed to. I think we have a real scary role, or lineup coming out. The the thing with the Sixers, they were pretty much, I mean, with the Bucks neck and neck with uh, a lot of the professionals and analysts saying at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. that they were going to be the two top teams in the East. Yeah. And now people have gotten the chance to set back, uh, look at stuff more, and they think maybe the Sixers, this restart will give them a second chance. Everyone's I- healthy. Everyone's fresh. There's no guys missing. No guys opted out. I mean, there's no reason why they why they can't as long as. But I just feel like the Eastern Conference this year is a lot harder than it's been in years past. Yeah, like, yeah. if I'm a Sixers fan, I'm I'm not saying I'm afraid of the Pacers, but the Pacers are a well coached team. Uh, Old Dupo's apparently coming back. They're always hard to play. The Heat, we didn't play well against the Heat this year. The Celtics, we never play well against. Besides this year, it could be different, yeah. but Brad Stevens owns Brett Brown. Yes. The Raptors, I mean, they're without Kawhi now. That's different. I'm not afraid of the Raptors. So, and the Bucks. they've played against the Bucks well in the past. Can I just well. say one more thing about the East? I want to say another thing after you. Yeah. All right, that's fine. <laughs> but um, I think that the Sixers... They're obviously the, one of their strengths is their length, and I think with Gianna, Giannis, sorry, Giannis, um, he's obviously an unbelievable player. But the Sixers can throw Ben at him. They can even throw Joel at him, who did a, who has done well against them. Um, Al, 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 even like if you throw Thibault at him, I was gonna. That's I was. Can I don't think they can. He's too strong. Maybe, a few possessions. But, he's too strong. Yes, but, but just to change it up, just to change it up. Like that's what uh, that's what like uh, the Warriors in the past have done with LeBron. They just throw Iguodala at him. Other guys just constantly just throwing different looks at him. Um, if yeah. what if you have like the Joel Horford lineup where you have the guys in there protecting the paint, protecting the rim, yeah. and you got Thibel just out there hounding him on the perimeter. Yeah, exactly, them out, exactly. Making him work for and everything. I I do think that Ben, with his length, you even fucking mention Ben. No, I, yes, I did. Oh. I yes, I did. I, uh, I mentioned I did. him I first. Any, I, I mentioned him first. Him. I think he is the best overall defender in the entire in the yeah. entire league, and I think better than Kawhi. Yes. Wow. He's six eleven. I think. Oh. I'm not disagreeing there, but um, what I wanted to add is um, the f- so we are built. I think we're built to beat the Bucks, and then like uh, Coyle mentioned, um, the Celtics. I think. We just have too much size to lose to the Celtics. Like in the regular season, I think we went three and one against them, and the one loss was without Joel. So that team, the Celtics, personally don't really scare me as much. And he said, "Don't really worry about the Raptors, but the Raptors have the size to match up with us." 
So I think they're a very slept-on team, and they're the second best. They have the second best record in the yeah. East. So I mean, and I don't know. It's it's tough. I don't know. They they have so much size in Toronto too. It's really gonna do. be interesting to see, yeah. just because for so many years we knew LeBron was gonna find his way out of the East, and probably the Warriors were gonna find their yeah. way out of the West. This year, it's, yeah, it's, they said this at the beginning of the year. I so mean, much more fun. Everything's thrown out. Like it's wide open. Yeah. We'll. We'll, we'll be, touch on more stuff. Yeah, we'll be. Uh, inter- it'll be very interesting to see who comes out of what conference. Yeah. But with that being said, we'll move on to the Western Conference. Um, I'll start it off with the my Western Conference champ. Actually, no, I'll go in the middle. Brendan, you 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 touch on your pick first. Um. So my West champ is going to be the Lakers. Um. There's one reason for that. Well, there's multiple reasons. But the main reason is LeBron, obviously. Um, Like we said before, he has more rest than he's ever had. And I think that Kyrie was obviously an unbelievable player. And he was unbelievable in that series against um, the Warriors in 2016. But I think Anthony Davis is... they, they, They just go so well together. And that pick and roll has been unbelievable all year. And Anthony Davis maybe might – I think Ben should be the defensive player of the year, but I, I could see Anthony Davis also winning defensive player of the year. Yeah. Um, that being said, the the Clippers-Lakers series that I hope we get um, – Will be so fun to watch. Yeah, but you never know. Um, there's I could see a team upsetting one of them just because that's how sports goes. But I, I really hope it's going to be an epic series. It's going to definitely go six or seven games. But I think LeBron um, will control the, the the late in games in game six and seven, which yeah. which it'll probably go. So I, I got I got the Lakers coming out. I'll add to that a little bit. If you want to yeah. All right. I, I wanted to just hop in the middle of this because – uh, I'll give it up. Connor also picked the Lakers, but I wanted to go in the middle because I think the Clippers will be the team that comes out of the West. I just think they have a deeper team. They have two of the league's best defenders in Paul George and Kawhi that you can throw at LeBron. So you're keeping those guys uh, fresh. They're One guy is just off the ball. He's not following LeBron constantly. And then you can switch it up when, if one guy needs a break or whatnot. Uh the the one question mark is they don't have anyone to guard AD. Uh, maybe Montrez Harrell. Uh, we'll see. I mean, AD is just a dominant overall player, so we don't know. We don't know if Harrell can guard him uh, consistently or not in a seven game series. But the main reason that I picked the Clippers instead of the Lakers is we've seen LeBron in the past when he's when he's had his title teams. He's had his success. When the game is on the line, he's deferred to a different score. Uh, you've had Dwayne Wade, who's been a... I'm not going to say... Defer is not the greatest word, but it's he's... It's a little questionable. He's had a very good sidekick uh, who is like a prolific wing ISO type score. You had Dwayne Wade in Miami, and you had Kyrie uh, in Cleveland. Both of those guys are going to be able to get the ball on the wing do a pick and roll something like that get an iso play and break down their defender they'll be able to get theirs 
I know Anthony Davis has expanded his game and he's he's found his way out to the three-point line, but he's not a polished wing scorer like the other guys. I just think the Clippers are better suited to win a seven-game series against this Lakers roster. Uh, LeBron's just not going to pass it to AD on the block with a minute to go down one. That's just not that's just not the way the NBA's played these days. We saw when LeBron won with Kyrie. He gave it to Kyrie on the wing, and he's the one who went and scored, got the clutch buckets. LeBron's a drive, a driver first. He he's shown the ability to shoot the three ball, but he's gonna drive first and look to kick or dish it out to someone else. And he doesn't have Kyrie to bail him out this time. He doesn't have D Wade to bail him out. If he passes to AD, I don't I don't have the trust in Anthony Davis to take the ball off the wing, make three or four dribbles, make a move, and go score. I have more faith in the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George, two premier ISO wing players in the league, to to be better off in that situation. I mean, the one thing I do agree with is that guards do win games late. Yeah. And that's always been the case. It doesn't matter if it's the NBA, if it's any league, guards win games late, and so it's going to be an incredible series. That's that's the reason that I wouldn't pick the Sixers as my Eastern Conference favorite. Yeah. You don't this. You're not. You can give it the ball to Joel on the block late, but that's not. I just feel like that's not the winning formula, and especially when Ben's game is not as advanced as it needs to be. The Sixers don't have that go-to guy on the wing. Where like but last year, you would give it to me. Jimmy. But but Giannis is more of an ISO than Ben. I feel and also like at this the point. six, but. I'm, the Sixers, I have them coming to the East, but they're also not playing the Lake, Lakers or Clippers. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's a different story. Yeah, you I could make you could make the case for the Sixers to win the East, but I don't think they get past either of these teams yeah. uh, in the finals. I don't either. Uh, Connor, you want to touch on the yeah. Lakers real quick? Yeah, like I, like you said, I agree with Brendan with um, the Lakers coming out of the West. Um, I just think, like I said earlier, um, you give LeBron an off season before the playoffs, and I think we're going to see a beast we've never seen before. Um, and I think, uh, also Brendan mentioned this, I think AD is his most talented player. Like, at the time, he's played with somebody, his most talented wingman, basically. And um, I just think they have the star power to beat out the Clippers in the postseason, especially Paul George is kind of known for some postseason collapses as well as like other players across the league. So, I mean, he brings up a good point with the guard play winning down the stretch. Um, hopefully LeBron will finally get that... Um, that what should I say like that that moment like like I don't know I don't know yeah. how to put it like the big time shot at the, the end big of the time shot. I mean he's hit a he like, had the block yeah. but he never really had the offensive he's hit some daggers yes he but did the, yes he did game seven game seven against the Spurs yes. he hit a dagger not dagger. A, not a not like a game winner I'm saying not like the Kyrie yeah, yeah. step no. back on listen the it's still a, an amazing I shot. think I think me and Connor to a fault in this podcast. Had very similar opinions yeah. on LeBron <laughs> um, and the Sixers yeah. and the Sixers, but but no, nah, I, I got the Lakers coming out, and it'd be a sorry tail ending for um, what happened in January with Kobe. Yeah, you know they're all playing for oh, something extra. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. So I mean, he's still wearing the uh, the ring, thing, ring, yeah, the ring, yeah. yeah. So I mean, personally, if the Sixers don't win it, I want the Lakers to win it for LeBron for for what everything happens. Yeah, so. it'd be a a cool story with yeah. as bad as twenty twenty has been so far. Yeah. That'll be a kind of a, a silver lining in the, in the year. Mm-hmm. But our last segment, we kind of got to do this quick as we're running up on some time. Uh, 
dark horse team that you think this isn't necessarily a team that you think will uh, win the finals, but a team that you think that could surprise some people, maybe win a series or two. Uh, I'll start it off. Uh, I think, I mean, as much as I've talked kind of <laughs> bad against them throughout this, and it might be a bias, uh, I think you got to go with the Sixers just due to the fact that they're fully they're a fully healthy team. Uh, if you look on paper, they're still one of the most talented teams in the NBA. Uh, I really like the move of Brett Brown to as much as I've hated him over the years, to move Ben Simmons to the four. I think that'll create some more spacing with this group. Uh, just an overall talented bunch. The addition of Shake Milton to the starting lineup, as weird as it sounds, could be huge. A former second-round pick, but he really proved that he can make shots and he can score, and he can break down a defender by himself without the, without the need of uh, other people around him. In the second half of the first part of the regular season uh you got the best second unit center in the league and an average al horford uh i was a big fan of that signing i mean it hasn't panned out yet but i think uh when we get to the playoffs it could it could definitely help us out uh saying us like i'm part of the team but <laughs> let, and We're one team. regardless of Al's shooting his how, like he hasn't shot the ball well, great, but he's still a he good still, post he, defender. He yes. brings stuff to the table yes. that they will need in order to win in the playoffs. Yes. That especially guarding Giannis, that you don't really like see in this. He's just like if, if we don't bring up his contract, he was a good yeah. addition. Yes, <laughs> same with uh, Tobias. Yeah. I don't hate Tobias' contract. I don't hate it either. I, I feel like they had to do it. It's technically not a max. All right, well, yeah, <laughs> I'll get yeah. into mine. Uh, just a few more quick points. Uh, people might forget that. They added Glenn Robinson the third and Alec Burks at the trade deadline. Two guys who can put, come in and play the guards, uh, the guard spots, and contribute, uh, do some outside scoring. the The main thing with Philly, I think, is Tobias needs to step up and be a more consistent scorer. We've seen through these scrimmages so far that they've gone to him as an ISO type player, and they might rely on him more to score, especially with Ben not initiating the offense. Uh, the ball might be in Tobias' hands more. But I like their chances versus most, mostly anyone in the East. Uh, I don't know necessarily about the West and the finals, but in the in a seven-game series. Uh, and like we were all kind of saying earlier, they're built to defend Giannis well. They have three or four guys that I would feel confident sticking on him at any point in the game. Yeah. But with that being said, uh, Connor, you want to talk about your, your dark horse team? Yeah, I kind of left this out of surprise for everybody. Um, and as we talked about it during the podcast, I've kind of grown to make them my dark horse team. Uh, I'm taking the Raptors here. I think Ooh, I think so, I don't I don't know if they have the talent or the star power to win the finals. But they like, win games though. They I mean they're the two seed in the East. They their their experience, their championship experience. Um, pa- Pascal Siakam has taken a big step. Um, Serge and Marcus Saul are two big forces down low as well. With Van Fleet who stepped up big time in the finals last year, yeah. and Kyle Lowry who you know. Might not hit the clutch of shots, but he's he's your game manager, and he's a, I think he's a great point guard. Um, people are sleeping on him. Um, I think I don't know who they would get in the first round, but me personally as a Sixers fan, I don't know if I would run a want to run into them just because their defense and the way they play so physical. I know they don't have the quad anymore, but they're still a scary team to go against. I feel like yeah, I feel like um, Kyle Lowry is a guy that. It's kind of been underappreciated. Like he just, yeah, just he, he just, he, yeah, and he's just, he's just a winner. Yeah, I think Pascal Siakam too is underrated. Yes, yeah. as, as like player twenty six. I think he could have, like, he won Most Improved last year, 
but the even the next step yeah, he took yeah, might have yeah, been bigger than that crazy. first step. It's crazy. It's crazy. Because he took over that number one role. Yeah. Yeah. Brennan, uh, who you want to touch on? Um, my dark horse team is the Rockets. We touched we we touched a lot about it on them in previous segments, but um, again, they're small ball. It's just it's not ideal, but like it's just a, like I just feel like it could opposing work. defenses are just. Yeah. It's just gonna be annoying. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, it could work out for them. This set, like this power forward center, like I, you have to guard Broco, like yeah. boomer. It's a front. boomer bust type yeah. thing. Exactly. That's why. I th- that's why I think they're a good dark horse team. Because you know what? It, it kind of a weird analogy, but they kind of remind me of the Chip Kelly Eagles, like <laughs> a unique style of play that you really haven't seen in at the, the league level. at the pro level before. It's gonna be. I mean, we saw Chip Kelly's first year, how good they were, and then after that, kind of went downhill. It's and. Interesting to just, compare those two. Just guarding Russell Westbrook and James Harden for forty-eight or not forty-eight Whatever, minutes, 42, but 42, yeah. 43 minutes is just one of them constantly in attack mode. One of them will and, be on the court at and all, and both times. of them are fully rested. Uh, and you know Russ, he's, he's yeah, not he's Russell not taking any games off. He's going to be constantly in attack mode. Yeah, Russ doesn't take a possession off. Exactly. All right, we got a few minutes left before before we head out. Connor, finals pick. Uh, who got beating who? Um, see, I wish I. You know I would love my Sixers <laughs> to win it all, but with my matchup, I don't. I think LeBron is has one thing in his mind. He's had it since he's got to LA. Obviously, last year didn't go as expected, but adding AD, I got the Lakers winning it all this year. Four games, five games. No, nah, I think the Sixers could battle it out. So I don't think it's going seven. I think six. I can see it going six. Brendan. Honestly, I I agree with Connor on this one. I think the Lakers. I. I think they beat the Sixers in five or six games. I think we do have the Sixers games. making the finals saves Brett Brown's job. Which might not be the far. best thing. Huh? Which might not be the best thing. Yeah, Fire Brett if, Brown, you, if you make the fi- if you make the yeah. finals with all that's going on this year, I think he deserves yeah another chance. Yeah. Another oh chance. yeah, if he makes the finals as much as I hate him, I, I'm bringing him back. Yeah. So. yeah, you just you just can't stand the dude. The Sixers are so kind school. of they, <laughs> the Sixers have had LeBron's numbers since. He's got yeah. to LA. I think he's only beat Ben Simmons once. Like we have the but defenders. Even in Cleveland, they obviously the playoff LeBron is different. He's yes. playing a team East West, whatever. Yeah. But we have some defenders to throw at him and AD. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Same with Giannis, the length. Yeah. All right, and with that being said, I would take the Clippers over the Bucks. I think I'm taking Clippers over the Bucks in five games. Uh, Kawhi's got Giannis's number. Kawhi, Paul George, yeah. Harrell. So many big athletic dudes that you could throw at him. You remember every point in the game. That's a guy that we haven't really talked about, Kawhi. Um, he would he he gets he's a great regular season player, obviously, but he, he takes is, it to another level, yeah, just like the Hall of Famer. There's yes. so many there's so many things more that we could have talked about on this podcast, but we're running up against the time almost only a minute left uh, in the hour hour long we're allotted, so. I want to thank you guys again for hopping on. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm definitely looking forward to the the NBA restart, and maybe we can uh, reconnect about maybe once we get get to the playoffs, we'll we'll uh, we could run through a whole bracket or something like that. Yep. Thanks for having me, right? But thanks again, guys. Uh, keep the Colorado State football program in your thoughts and prayers and prayers, of course. Uh, Rams the Rams, up. Rams up, Ram this, Ram that. Uh, Go Sixers, and thanks everyone for listening. I appreciate it, and stay safe out there. As Brendan O'Donnell would say, how's everyone doing?